0: Hello and welcome to the Voice of Business, the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce's monthly radio show and podcast on Business Radio X. Today we are speaking with the 2021 Moxie Award winners. A little bit about the Moxies for those of you who are unfamiliar with the award ceremony. Built for women who are bold in business, the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce honored more than 90 finalists and 70 winners at the 2021 Moxie Awards on Friday, August 27th. The Moxie Awards recognizes women in organizations that are making it happen. Organizational awards highlighted companies that support the advancement of women, as well as those who are women-led. Individual awards honored those who are trailblazers in male-dominated fields, Gwinnett County champions, emerging leaders, and professionals who are at the peak of their careers, and those who are generous with their time, talent, and resources. Today is my great pleasure to introduce Lori Christopher of the City of Peachtree Corners, who won the Greater Good Award, also Jill Edwards of United Community Bank, who won the Pay It Forward Award, and also Major Michelle Anglin of the Gwinnett County Police Department, who won the Influence Award. Good morning, ladies. Good Good morning morning to you. It's a pleasure to have you all here, and congratulations once again on your accolades. We're going to start just a little bit so you can tell our audience about what you do for our great community, and we will start with Major Michelle Anglin.
1: Again, my name is Michelle Anglin. I am the major of the community affairs section at Gwinnett County Police Department. The community affairs section was created October 2020, and Gwinnett County Police Department has always had a great relationship with the community. They always had a commitment to the community. This is an expansion of that commitment to the community so that we can interact more often and more communication, interaction, transparency, and mutual respect.
2: Very nice, thank you. And yourself, Lori? I'm a city councilman with the new city of Peachtree Corners. We were chartered in 211. This is our 10th birthday. We're the largest city in Gwinnett, and we're the home of the Curiosity Lab, which is an innovation center, and we recently have there the new French ambassador and we have the French Innovation Center in our community lab. They just moved there a week ago. Wow,
0: congratulations.
3: We're really excited
2: about that. We're heavy into autonomous vehicles and autonomous technology. And we have so many things going on there. We have over 15 businesses in the Curiosity Lab doing very well. This was one of the things that was very important to us when the city was founded. We have a population of about 43,000, 17 square miles, and have probably the smallest staff of every city, and we have no military rate in our city. Wow. And I'm honored to have the privilege of serving our citizens as we make things happen together. I see you're sporting your Peachtree Corners pin. Yes, ma'am. Very nice. Well, we just finished our Peachtree Corners festival last weekend i bet it was fun we had a concert with banks and shane and nobody left just the umbrellas came out and everybody stayed well it sounds like it was a hit and happy birthday to
0: you guys and last but not least jill edwards of united community bank
3: hey amanda yeah united community bank it's an 18 billion dollar bank we're across the southeast Uh, we're either a really large community bank or a really small big bank so but love love representing the bank we're we are in touch with the community I lead a team of commercial lenders, all female team. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. So, and this is 35 years I've been doing this exact same thing in Northeast Georgia. So, it's a continuation of something that I, I love, I'm good at, it's what I like. I, I love my customers, I love working with people, solving their problems, and growing businesses
0: and working with the community and always working with the community all right we've got three powerhouse ladies here with us today and the first question and i'm going to open it up to the table would be what does being a moxie award winner mean to you now that's a pretty powerful word moxie i wear a lip gloss that is called moxie okay (laughs) now you tell me what it means to be a
1: moxie award winner to you well for me for me it was very humbling i didn't know who nominated me for the moxie award it was just a complete surprise not only that you go from being nominated to being a finalist and receiving that information you're a finalist to being a winner I go to work every day I work hard I train hard because I think that's what I'm supposed to do Um, to think about that I influence others was surprising and again humbling and honoring it was wonderful it was a surprise and I'm just going to continue to do what I do. And for those of you listening that can't see the big beautiful
0: smile on her face, she's obviously surprised and delighted by her nomination, her finalist, and her winning as well. Lori, what does it mean to you to be a Moxie winner?
2: Well, I can tell you I was pretty shocked.
0: (laughs) That seems to be the general
2: consensus. And totally surprised. I've enjoyed serving this community for many years, and we have so many amazing people and I was just so honored to be chosen because people thought I was deserving. Really grateful for that. And Jill? It, it was interesting because you know, I'm very involved in the
3: Gwinnett Chamber, and so I had been nominated every year. The, I think this was the fourth year of the Moxie Awards, and I just never filled out the application. I, I couldn't think of a really good reason to do so. I, you know, it, it, what was what was it going to serve? And then this year... When I got the nomination, I thought, this is the year because I'm on six boards, and I really wanted to highlight the not-for-profits. And there's a new not-for-profit, relatively new, almost three years old, that I've become just really passionate about um, getting the word out. And so I wanted to raise awareness for -for not-for-profits and what they do in our community. Our community wouldn't be what it is without our not-for-profits the businesses wouldn't thrive the way they do without our not-for-profits and that's what I wanted to highlight so I was absolutely thrilled when I won just hoping that I could use it to in front of 800 of my best friends or whoever however many people were there to serve it up and highlight the
0: not-for-profits in our community. Well, that makes sense because you won the Pay It Forward Award. So that's evident in what you do. Do you mind just mentioning really quickly the one that you're so enthusiastic about?
3: It's called Across the Bridge, and it it was formed out of campus church, um, but it soon became not a place uh, because it deals with addicts. So um, you had people going on to campus that it, it became not appropriate. So it, it became a good idea to move it off campus, and boy, has it taken off. It has grown in fact we're we're expanding our building we're in don't quote me but i think it's 6000 square feet we're going to 10000 square feet since inception in less than 3 years we've served 70,000 people and it's located out in Lawrenceville but it goes all over Gwinnett County serving people every kind of a you can imagine alcoholics anonymous all the a's mm-hmm. and so that is that's the mission the mission is to bring bring addicts to Christ Mm -hmm. and further their life and give them give them a path forward
0: well congratulations I can tell that you're enthusiastic about that cause and also about empowering others to be active within the community and that brings me to my next question about how you ladies are empowering women within our community specifically Gwinnett and I will ask you Major Michelle, how you're doing that? Obviously, you won the influencer award, and unbeknownst to you, you are an influencer. Before the show, we were kind of talking about the image that the public might have of you, but that you are also a human being underneath. Talk a little bit about empowering
1: women, maybe in your industry,
0: um, and and balancing the two.
1: Again, at the police department, it is a male dominant profession, and that gender bias does exist. But I've always worked hard and trained hard. And I push forward. And when I applied to be a police officer over 18 and a half years ago, I knew the challenge that exists. And I embraced it. I don't let anything stop me. Again, I lead by example. Working hard, being positive, never letting anyone doubt my abilities that I have for myself, speaking up when needed and when appropriate. Those are the things I try to show other women not only in my profession but in the community so those are the things that i'm doing to empower them and the young ladies that are in the department that are also officers as well as civilian employees again i don't ask them to do anything i wouldn't do so i lead and they follow and then i guide and i mentor and i follow up with them
0: so leading by example yes ma'am. tried and true. you've said that multiple times and i can tell Um, that you're likely an athletic gal like myself and working hard and training hard do go hand in hand especially for that mental agility so I tip my hat to you for continuing to lead with Fortitude
2: and Lori how about yourself well I've been engaged for many many years in empowering women Uh, I was very active in the founding of the first women's commerce club in Georgia in the metropolitan area and also I was engaged in founding the Georgia Executive Women's Network back in the 70s, which was corporate women that were on corporate tracks and helping grow them. And the Atlanta Women's Network was very involved in that group getting it going. I served for two years as the international president of the International Alliance of Professional and Executive Women worldwide, which had about 20,000 members across the world and where we met all over the world in empowering women and bringing women together. I ended up in technology totally by accident (laughs) because I had one course in undergraduate school. And the president of the college said, well, that's one more than anybody else here, you're it. Figure out how we're gonna do this. And I was the first woman faculty member at that college. They'd never hired a woman before. Wow. And I didn't know that first day I came on board, they said, well, do you know how lucky you are? And each year, the group, the International Alliance, had a White House briefing in Washington, D.C., and you may recognize some of these names, Anne Richardson, Lindy Boggs, Liddy Dole, Madeline Albright, and all of these women were a part of our group, and they're the ones that had encouraged me to run for office at some point in time. And so about 40 years later, I did. And I've also been a graduate school mentor to women at Georgia State, and I always reach out to young groups in any way I can to encourage them to continue, one, their education, and two, follow their passion, because I think that's so important, and get engaged in your community. I think
0: all three of you ladies uh, mentioned some variety of either being a mentor or having been mentored along the way. I'm curious, and please share with our listeners, maybe a woman or a person who was paramount through your journey to success, someone that mentored you along the way.
3: What's interesting, and you know, we, we saw these questions beforehand, so it, it gave me a chance to think about my answers. And there wasn't any one particular woman just one but there were so so many along the way it was cuz i am in a male dominated industry banking especially commercial lending is male dominated and so i i had so many women along the way and now for the past over 5 years i've had an all women's team so it gives me a chance to put women forward i'll never forget i was cold calling this is 30 years ago cold call and the guy said you know what a woman banker you're like a daytime geisha girl literally said that to me and I thought okay so if I'm not adding value to the businesses that I bank I am of no value so I had to be extra valuable I had to make sure they knew and then when uh, just an example comes up of um, I'm very proud I'm the incoming chairman of the board of the Gwinnett Chamber I'm only the fifth female to do that. And it's a, I mean, when you look at the list of people that have chaired this organization, I'm like, wow, this, wow. Is, this is really cool and, and very excited I'll be serving next year.
2: Congratulations. Thank you. Uh-huh. I was the first female salesman in our company with Burroughs many, many years ago. Wow. And I remember one of the customers one time asked me if they didn't buy from me, what kind of kickback would he get? And I didn't even know what a kickback was. I'd never heard of such a thing. And when I was very fortunate to become very successful because of the way I served my customers, I had one of the people ask me, what was I doing because I was so successful? Because obviously I must have been doing something untold (laughs) other than working your socks off. Right. But it was pretty amazing. And I always watched out for our women because I ran the education centers. In the company as well during that time and wanted to make sure that they understood that certain practices did not get them ahead but would not serve them well so it sounds like you've had a, uh, an impact on quite a many and you've been a trailblazer in
0: in your uh, world for quite a while now
2: well I've been very blessed to have a lot of support I had some amazing mentors but when you kind of know that you've gotten somewhere Is when other people are thinking they want to hire a woman and they would call me and ask me what should they do and my advice to them always I asked them the first the first question I would ask them is what would you do if it were a man and you were trying to hire them and I said do the same thing and the next thing that I would tell them they'd say well I want to promote this woman but what if she doesn't want to be promoted I said, well, "What would you do if it were a man?" Well, if they're, they're doing a good job for me, so I'd keep them. I said, "Well, then you don't lose the person you have." Mm-hmm. But it was when they started asking me for advice, I knew I had made, become something. Once your what? the tables had turned. I could see how you'd be a great mentor, Lori. But it—it's a joy paying it forward, right?
1: Yes. Right.
0: And yourself, Michelle, who uh, was paramount along your journey.
1: I have a similar story. It's been quite a few at the police department, women as well as men. Upon my graduation from the police academy, I was sent to a precinct. And there at that precinct, I met two gentlemen on two separate occasions that were other officers, male officers, who told me that they believed that a woman's role was in the home. And I told them, (laughs) get ready for the ride. I'm not going anywhere. So, however, I am happy to say that throughout the years, again, I do believe that in my profession, women have to work twice as hard to be half as good. But that never scared me. So I do. I work hard and I keep it moving. And I don't only work hard because I work with many men and they think I should. I do that because that's my worth ethic. So there are men and women at the police department that were my mentors. And I have a lot of very good friendships with males there that respect my work. So I'm proud to say that, but one woman in particular who happens to be the chief of uh, Buford City Schools, now Chief Mindy Bayreuther, I did meet her when they were selecting individuals for the pilot program for our quality of life unit, and she did tell me after speaking to me 20 minutes on the phone, she knew she liked me. And then working with me, she liked my worth ethic, and she always mentored me through the years. No matter where she went, she tried, if she could, Bring me along with her. So hard work always pays off.
0: Always pays off. Yes. And then
1: also what I'm hearing from all of you
0: ladies collectively is how important it is to turn around and also be that mentor. So throughout your careers, you've had those people kind of help you along the way. And I think Jill emphasized now how important it is to kind of turn around and give that that same experience to somebody else. Well, I was always
2: very conscious of where I sat. And I'm sure Michelle just said the same thing. When you're it and the first in some areas, you're being very cautious and careful because you don't want anything to cause a problem for anybody coming behind you. And you invest a lot of time in making sure and effort that that doesn't happen investment of time and
0: investment in the community. You ladies um, have given many years to service here within our great community of Gwinnett. What are some obstacles that you faced along the way to your road to success? Maybe most recently in the weird year that we had in 2020 leading up to your Moxie Award winning. We're not going to use the word pivot though. We're <laughs> not going to use that word.
2: You, We had to find different ways of doing things. In the city, one of the things we were concerned about most was being able to communicate with citizens. So we all went to the different kinds of platforms that exist. The toughest jobs for us all the time was related to masks or no mask, and when to have a mask, and not to have a mask, and how we would decide as a group to handle those things. Because when you're a councilman, it's a collective process. And working together and trying to find together the best solution for everyone in your community. We were very fortunate that we're small, we had a lot of very large rooms. So we could manage to get more than six feet apart and still hold our meetings when it became easier to do so. And we invested a lot of our money in the proper supplies and equipment in the city and I'm sure the police department had to do the same thing to make those things happen and to help people. We even hosted vaccination drives at the town center when we held
1: events. For us as well, again, uh, the community affairs was created in October of 2020, straight in the pandemic was going on. And we service the community. And again, community, our community service didn't begin with the community affairs section we've been doing community service from the moment i got out of the academy and got in that car and answered a call for service we're out there 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year and it's unfortunate that you don't see all the community service that we do the police officers taking care of the people in the community answering calls for service going to incidents and helping out individuals and buying them things out of their own pockets But the pandemic did hit, and we had to find a way, especially, again, I'm new. I want to get out into the community, but I couldn't. So we went to virtual meetings and virtual events and virtual initiatives, and I introduced myself, and it worked well. It worked well in the sense of those individuals that weren't maybe able to make the meeting could now make it virtually, like our COPS communities, those that maybe were stuck at work and couldn't get out. We're able now to come on either at work, in the car, at home. They had the kids. No one could babysit. Those kind of things um, worked well for us when we did some things virtually. And they still exist today. Those that are asking for that or maybe needed for that one time or two, we will still provide that service.
0: That makes sense. It actually um, opened up a whole new layer of accessibility to those who might not have been able to participate in person. I noticed and like with the Gwinnett Chamber you know they'll offer like for the on-topic luncheon the Mm in-person or the virtual. Right. So I'd venture to say they might have even increased their numbers of attendance by offering that alternative a way to tune in.
3: The board meetings have been the best attended. Since they've gone virtual? Very nice. Since they've gone virtual And, and in the banking role, the last two years with covid the banks have you know deemed essential so and i was with one of the banks where we didn't stay at home so i didn't spend a single day at home so it's a little different from some people Mm -hmm. we know that you know had virtually been cooped up for the yeah Yeah. locked away and i i wasn't locked away but there was this thing called ppp that (laughs) kind of changed after 35 years of banking i was finally to as i say Give away free money. Granted, there are strings and they have to do things to to get that and get it forgiven. But it was so cool to be able to do that for businesses. And I happened to be with a bank that made it really, really easy. And the forgiveness process was really, really easy and fast. So uh, United Community Bank knocked the ball out of the park with our PPP lending. And it was just really fun to be able to do that. And help support businesses that some
2: of them might not be here if it weren't for that PPP money we, we were very fortunate too to be able to distribute PPP money and we just announced yesterday our next round of PPP money available in four different categories wow that's amazing so I wanted to mention that so people knew about that and heard about it give it a Google I remember talking to you, Jill, during that, the height of that, and
0: you couldn't even come it, up for air. <laughs> you were so
2: swamped. I go around to a lot of the businesses and tell them about it because in case they weren't paying attention or something, I want to make sure they that accents. they know it's there and they have access to it. It's very kind of you. No, it's what we do.
0: Yes. Well, your passion um, for our community is evident, evident, all three of you ladies. And as we round the end of our show, celebrating each and every one of you and your achievements in Gwinnett through the Moxie Awards, I'd like to ask just for our listeners if you have a final thought or a word of encouragement that you would like to leave, being that you are the winners. And again I'd like to just remind our listeners that we're speaking with Lori Christopher who won the greater good award Jill Edwards for the pay it forward award and major Michelle Anglin for the influencer award and we will start with you Michelle.
1: Well I want to say again thank you so much I continue to be humbled and honored as we move forward I've been receiving cards from individuals from the county and other businesses that I don't even know that know that I won that so again My encouragement to everyone is always, listen, continue to work hard. Always train hard. Trust in yourself. Trust in your abilities. Stay positive and don't let anyone ever take you off of your game. Doing those things, you have no choice but to stand out. They're going to have to look at you. And again, diversity is needed in the community, at the workplace, all over the place. Thank you again.
2: Well, I can't thank the chamber for the MOXIE Award and all the people that were engaged in it. What I encourage people to do is follow your dream. Don't give up. You never know when somebody's going to step in and help you. And just do all you can to succeed because you can.
3: Well, in keeping with the Pay It Forward Award, I want to encourage people to look and find not-for-profits or just ways to volunteer in the community Uh, a lot of people say well gosh you're you're working you're you're a banker and you're doing all this not-for-profit when do you find time and all that and what's amazing is how it all dovetails together Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll be you know volunteering doing something with across the bridge and lo and behold um, one of the board members needed to buy a commercial building so Mm -hmm. we are in the process of of doing that right now will close next month. And it just kind of all works together when you put yourself out there. It what what you're interested in and what you do shines through. People are always going to ask you and you're going to find a way to dovetail and and do what you do better by doing more
2: and and making yourself involved in the community. I would I would agree. Put yourself out there, you'll make so many new friends, you'll learn so many new things. And you'll get a chance to give back. Very nice, ladies. Well, again, thank you very
0: much for joining us on The Voice of Business, which is the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce's monthly radio show and podcast. You guys can find these shows archived on the Business Radio X website by selecting The Voice of Business, or you can go to the Chamber website, gwinnettchamber.org. All these shows are also available on all of your favorite podcast applications. And thank you once again for joining us on The Voice of Business on Business Radio X.